0: Whatever it is that we need to know about you, God, I just pray that that would be pressed upon our hearts, that there would be release in our mind to believe you. Help us to believe you in our minds and in our souls today, that we would just be led by you because you're our good shepherd. You guide us faithfully. You are worth trusting and following. And we want to be a people who's following after you and just being a part of what you're doing, because you're doing amazing things, and you want to just continue. You want to do more. So may we not hinder you, but may we join with you today. Be honored and pleased with us, God. Just keep doing your work. Have your way, and be honored and glorified this morning. Thank you so much that you hear and you listen. You engage with us. You care. Just help us to have your heart and your mind today. Amen. You may be seated.
1: Made it. What? Hey, I'm glad you noticed. Um. Thank you for praying. Thanks for being a part of things. Um, How many of you believe that Jesus still does miracles? Good. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe Jesus can do a miracle for you? (laughs) All right. All right. Good. Good. How many of you have asked Jesus for a miracle lately? Oh, wow, okay, praise the Lord, good, good. Um, I want to this morning, so you know what, normally I'm a guy who stands up, we really dig into the scripture, I love looking at the word. First primary thing that we do is we look at the word, know who God is, align our lives to him. This morning is just going to be a little bit, tiny little bit different than a normal preaching moment for me. Um... I want to share some testimony as well as the whole point, if you hear nothing else this morning, is I I really long for us as a church to come to a place of constant growth and becoming more like children with our Heavenly Father. To becoming more like little children who just trust fully in what their Father has said and throw themselves at Him. Because if we actually read this word, He is a Father who we would want to throw our every bit of our being at. So to that end, um, really what I'm asking for is that the Lord would increase our faith this morning in Him. Would increase our boldness that we would come to a place of surrender. And so as we do that, I'm just going to pray this morning One more time, and if you are there, and if those things are your heart's desire, ask the Lord with me in your heart that He would grow you in childlikeness, that He would grow your faith this morning. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, You are a holy God, so far beyond us, and yet You invite us into this closeness with You. We sing, I want to know You, Jesus my Lord jesus you are knowable and so lord in a in a greater way i don't believe that we're ever done getting to know you in a greater way this morning i pray that we'd get to know you that we would believe with all of our hearts without doubting lord that you are who you say you are that you will do what you say you will do in your word jesus most of all we thank you for your great sacrifice that says we can live forever with you that pardoned us from sin Lord, our great need, and that welcomed us into a relationship with our Heavenly Father that will last forever. God, this morning, open spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear from you this morning. Lord, if you need to change my words before they get to those ears, so be it. Have your way, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So. How many people, how many kids, kids, can I have your attention for a second? Okay, kids, hands up if you're a kid. Okay, kids, everybody stand up for a moment. Stand up for a moment. Okay. I'm going to count down from five, four, three, two, one, and when I do that, I want to see your best dance move. Okay. Okay. Okay, all you adults who stood up as kids, stay standing. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, good moves. <laughs> okay, that was fun. You know, you know where that comes from, so. We, uh, we spent uh, three weeks of vacation here. Um, we just got back on Tuesday night, and uh, we're, we ended our vacation with going to a wedding, and my girls were flower girls, and um, I'm not much of a front and center kind of person, which you guys might think is funny. I don't like the dance floor because I don't want people to look at me. and um, And my girls loved this dance. There was lights, there was loud music, and so Leah and I, for hours, traded shifts dancing. I haven't had that good of a workout in years. It was wonderful. But just the innocence of those little kids, where they didn't care about what people thought when when others were looking at them, they were just there having a good time because the whole thing was set up to have a good time the whole thing was a celebration of these people getting married I I love the the childlikeness where we don't worry about what others are thinking about us Um, I think that as believers Jesus in a very real way wants to do that in our hearts for him where we don't care What people think around us but that we would just dance and delight in the presence of God because he has made it such a good thing hasn't he hasn't he given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness that's what he said in second Peter we looked at that last time was here if you guys forgot that was like a whole month ago so I also speed listened to the, the last couple of messages. And um, as I was getting prepped this morning, I was thinking, you know what? I really want to talk about um, the difference between God and our relationship with him between religion and relationship. And how he, he invites us not into just this dutiful, begrudging, pull it together or else... But into this beautiful relationship, where he frees us of our own insecurities and our own wrong thinking, and then we are able to walk freely in him. I want to share a couple stories, but before I do so, I want to—I just want to read from Luke chapter ten. If you have your Bibles, which you should have, open to Luke ten. I always say that it's not a condemnation thing; it's just a bring your Bible next time thing. Um, bring your Bibles to church. It's a good thing. Uh, In Luke chapter 10, we come to this point in Jesus's ministry. Now, Jesus began his ministry and and Matthew, in the book of Matthew chapter 4, it sums up Jesus's ministry. Uh, Certainly, he was doing a lot of things, but it sums it up like this. Jesus went and he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and he healed those who were sick and cast out demons. That's what Jesus did when he was here. That's, in a nutshell, that's how Matthew wraps it up. That's what Jesus did. He proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of heaven. He healed the sick. And he delivered people from d- demonic forces. Okay? The d- demons, not just forces. Like, actual demons. And so, Jesus starts training these guys. And he chooses his 12. And these 12 guys come and they follow Jesus. And he is their rabbi. And they are following him. And it was never Jesus' plan that it would just be Jesus doing these things, but that his kingdom and the, those ministries would expand. So first it expands through these close 12. And we see in the previous chapter, in chapter 9, Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. Those are the 12 disciples that we all know fairly well. And Jesus sends them out and he says, go proclaim the good news of the kingdom of heaven and heal those who are sick. And so that's what they go and do. Now, my question to you this morning would be, if you were told, go proclaim the news, good news, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, and heal those who are sick, go. What would you do? Would you do it? Would you do it? That's really, like, you have to, I believe you have to reckon with, if Jesus tells you to do, at very least, if Jesus tells you to do something, anything, would you do it? You have to wrestle with that. And so, these twelve are sent out. I, I, I don't believe that they would have been going just like, oh, we got this. I think it would have been taken a very, a lot of willpower, I think, as well, to enter into beginning of course jesus is the one healing of course the good news is all about god so there's no pride in it but it would have taken a bit of a, a step of uncomfortableness to begin so these 12 do that and they start seeing some results people are being healed people are responding to the good news and then jesus he he didn't only have the 12 but There was also a lot of people that were following Jesus at this time. And so it says that in chapter 10 of Luke, he sends out 72 other people, okay? So he sends out 72 people, and he sends them out in pairs. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 10. The Lord appointed, right as a wind gust comes. The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go and he said to them the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few see to Jesus this is a problem the harvest is plentiful there there's lots of people that God will save that God desires to save but the laborers are few "'Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest "'to send out laborers into his harvest. "'Go your way. "'Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, "'and greet no one on the road. "'Whatever house you enter, first say, "'Peace be to this house. "'And if a son of peace is there, "'your peace will rest upon him. "'But if not, it will return to you "'and remain in the same house, "'eating and drinking what they provide, "'for the laborer deserves his wages.'" Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. So we want to, I just want to pause there. So you're an ancient Jewish person, living your life, going to synagogue, doing your trade, whatever you're doing. And this guy comes around and he has words that when he speaks, they just land with authority and power. And so you start wondering what this guy's all about. He's, he's going around and he's healing people. There's people that are demonized, that are out of their minds, and then they are all of a sudden in their right mind and peaceful. And so you, you're interested in this guy. You start following this guy and, and you start to believe that in his message. And now he's sending you out. He says, Heal the sick and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. Now we all know stories of people who have prayed with great faith for things like healing, for relationship struggles, and nothing's shifted, nothing's changed. First and foremost, We must stop and we must pause and we must understand that God is sovereign and that he will do what he will do. Yet he is also a very relational God who will be moved by the prayers of his people. It says in the the word that in the book of James, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. There's certain things that we won't receive just because we don't ask that's why i asked you that question earlier how many of you, you have asked recently for god to do something that's why i asked that because many times we believe god can do it but we don't get to that place of faith of saying god please do this um, i feel like every time we go away i come back with a, a lot of encounters that the holy spirit um, allows us to see when we're away and I feel like it's every single time we go on holidays, we just see God moving in powerful ways. And then I come back and I, I always wonder, God, like, why aren't we doing this here together as much? And this is not a condemnation. This is an invitation. This is an invitation to, if God says go, you must obey. I don't believe for a second that the, that the Holy Spirit's quiet on you guys. But I do believe that we can say no to him at different moments and grieve him. And so to that end, I want to share a couple stories, only because I want us to enter into this fully. Um, so we, we left. Uh, we had the Joy in Action event, which was wonderful. This feels like forever ago, doesn't it? Um, and then we had Sunday morning, uh, Second Peter, if you remember that. And uh, we left the next Monday. And we, we were driving out in B.C. It was basically on fire. That's where we were headed. And uh, just really praying, Lord, we, we, I'm not interested in camping in a fire or smoke. We had to change plans a couple times actually because on the way out we were supposed to stop at a, at a place just for the night that was like the fire was literally right there. So we did a detour. Anyways, God was so gracious to us. And we, we went to the island for a week. It was rainy and smoky, but we pulled in and it was clear. All week long we were there. Like, people would be like, oh, that's great, that's meteorology. Or it's the Lord just being gracious to us. Uh, Castlegar, which was the place we were going to go camping for two weeks after that week, was socked in smoke. Like, I wouldn't see the last row smoke. Um, it was so thick. And... Uh, it was that way the whole week we were on the island and we were leaving the island. It was we were checking the smoke maps on Leah's phone. It was not looking good. We were wondering, do we even just drive home and say, forget this? Like I don't want to camp in this. We asked the Lord to clear it. We were driving, it was a thirteen hour drive. Driving and we watched the smoke clear out. We got there and it was clear skies. For two weeks we were there. And I give glory to God for that. Because yeah, and I know it's hard to clap because it's like, well, that seems selfish. But like, God gives good gifts sometimes. It's like, oh, we shouldn't be selfish. It's not selfish. We just asked. If he didn't, that's okay. But He, I believe he gave it. So it's also been a little while, and maybe you don't remember, but um, I had a torn meniscus, and MCL. Um, we left on the Monday, the Friday before I had my... Fi- physio appointment and got the news that I, and I was so discouraged i was so bummed out i wouldn't be jogging or doing uh any really activity like that until next summer was the prognosis i was not going to be moving much we were on our way out uh day two um we park on the ferry to go to the island and there's a there's two levels of stairs to get to the deck i i could barely walk up the stairs uh that was that was our way out uh Many of you here have prayed for healing for my knee, and I believe the Lord honored that. As well as we got to the island, and we're staying with some good friends who are believers, they prayed for my knee, and as much honesty as I can say, I was not supposed to be walking, but like, I can do this, because Jesus heals people. I'm like, it's not because of me. It's not, oh, check, check, check. There we go. It's not of anything that I can do, okay? I, uh, I feel in, in settings like this where people are like, oh, that's awkward. You're going to go crazy on this whole healing thing. It's like, I can't tell you anything but the testimony of Jesus healed my knee. And you know what? I've been on the, I've been on the other side where I've prayed for many people. Mm-hmm. Leonard, I prayed for your knee and it was healed. Not long ago, right? This year. Okay, so I've always, I've seen dozens of people healed. I'm rarely the guy that receives it. And it's just so encouraging, right? So the point is, does God still do this stuff? Yes. Are we asking for him to do this stuff with a faith that believes that he wants to do this stuff? We should. We should regularly do that kind of thing. God is about using us for his kingdom. It's not a selfish thing. It's about giving him glory. God is about using us for his kingdom purposes. Uh, on the way out, we were going to be camping on a campsite, and we rented a, a camper for, the, for two weeks. We've never done that before. Uh, I thought it was a little bit like glamping and like, I'm not going to be a real man anymore. And... Uh, that's why I had, didn't shave this morning, just to prove that I could still, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we were glamping for two weeks in a camper on a campsite. And um, Leah was praying for, before we got there, you know, we're going to be spending two weeks there. Uh, kids are away from friends and stuff. We'd, we want it to be a good time. So Leah was praying for the people that would be camping next to us, that they'd have some kids, that we'd be able to connect with them. And we're there for two weeks. And, and so... The, uh, I didn't ask their permission. They're probably going to listen to this because we made good friends with the neighbors (laughs) next to us. And these two little boys come over and they start playing with the kids. They're like, oh, really forward. Do you want to play? Do your kids want to come play? Do your kids want to come play? And yeah, sure. And like, where are you guys from? How long have you been here? He's like, yeah, we're camping here for a bit. We're homeless, actually. And we're like, oh, are you like playing a game? or uh what's going on it kind of like a little twist in the heart we're like okay jesus what are you doing here um we're here for a reason and uh anyways i thought it was maybe a sketchy situation um when a couple days later i saw, finally saw the dad and went over and chatted with him and asked him just met him and asked him what they were up to they'd been there since june Camping because they had sold their place up in Revelstoke and felt, uh, and they moved. They were moving to Castlegar, and their house sale fell through as they were moving, and now they had no place to stay, so they were staying in a campground. So we found this family at a very low point, and they were extremely discouraged. And then, as guys do, you start small talking. I'm really bad at that, by the way. Small talk. Um, so I was just hoping it would get to the real good stuff. Uh, we start small talk, like the classic, what do you do? What do you do for work? And then it's usually, oh, I'm a pastor. And then it gets really awkward. <laughs> and uh, just the nature of it. I'm a pastor. Ooh. And then he, it's, a, it's a conversation killer sometimes. But sometimes it's a conversation opener. And it did get awkward for a moment. Because I could tell that this guy was struggling with God in this moment. Five minutes, I left him. Five minutes later, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me go. You need to go offer to help them find a house. I'm like, oh, all right. So I walk over, hey, just like super random question. You don't know me at all. How much money do you have to spend on a house? (laughs) And where do you want to live? And he told me right away, and he's like, so you're a pastor. I'm like, yeah, do you have any background in church? He's like, actually, crazy story. My wife and I have really felt like God told us to come here and now we're questioning everything. And uh, I'm like, ah, now I get what we're here for, Lord. Because Leah and I have been homeless following the Lord's call on our life. And this couple was in a very low point. Uh, not homeless as in we had no place, but homeless as in we were just wand- like wandering from place to place and we were following the call of Jesus. And it doesn't always make sense. So we were able to then get to know this couple and greatly encourage them with our testimony and have wonderful times of prayer together. Uh, one of the first instances where we met them, actually, it was that first day we met them, their four-year-old crashed on his bike and split his chin wide open. And so we watched the other guy. They were going to take him to the hospital and, uh, and I walked over there and I, I asked permission, of course, ask permission. And I, and I asked them, I said, hey, you, know, like, you don't know me at all. <laughs> Is it okay if I pray for your son for healing for his chin? And uh, they were getting set to go to the hospital. The kid's laying on a picnic table because we're camping and he's screaming. And I just lay, laid my hand on his knee and, and prayed for him. And, and uh, Jesus gave him peace. His dad super glued it up. And... Uh, it wasn't even barely a mark by the time we left. And it was awesome. And Jesus does these kinds of things. Now, here's where I'm going to change. I don't have a clock at the back, you guys. This is a preacher's dream. Anybody got the time? No, seriously. What? Oh, we're good. Okay. Um, where was I? I'm going to change it on us here. And I'm going to say, what if our auto-response was just praying for people? What if our auto-response, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, is just expecting God to use us and that we would enjoy being with God in the process? See, I've known many pastors who, uh, this is not in no sense of pride at all, other than to say we love Jesus with our whole lives because He is so great. I know many pastors who say I just love vacation because I just get to tune out and turn off for a little while. I just get to check out of like doing the whole like spirituality thing and I don't have to be on. And I'm like, man, get out of your job then. I'm in love with Jesus. And if you are in love with Jesus, not because I'm a pastor. I like I just love Jesus and he's called me to do this thing. And so I do that thing. Whatever he's called you to, he's gonna give you enough for just love jesus what if our first response is no matter where we go no matter what we do we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and his power his love can touch hearts through us always how about in the midst of our church gathering what if the lord gives you a word for someone or gives you a nudge to go pray for someone go do that because the lord is good You don't have to worry about yourself looking good. And if you get prideful for some twisted way, the Holy Spirit will deal with you on that. He is good that way. So the 72 went out, and they were healing. And the wind flipped my Bible all over the place. Luke chapter 10. They come back. And it says in verse 17, the 72 returned with joy. Would you have joy if, God, or if Jesus said, go out, heal the sick, tell them about the good news of the kingdom, and you went out, and all of a sudden people are getting healed. And all of a sudden people are starting to come along with this Jesus thing. Would you have joy in that? Yeah, see, that's, we don't have to be afraid of stepping out in faith in this way because it brings joy. And, and their joy was genuine, although their joy was a little misplaced. It says, they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This is awesome. Look at what's happening. We can rejoice in what's happening. But that's not the first thing. Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Can you imagine being told that? Jesus has given you all authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. See, that's, what this is, that's where this all comes back to. In the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, he was the atonement for our sin, which said that we could not know God, which said that we could not be his children any longer, which took us out of his blessing, But in Jesus, he welcomes us and he transfers us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. He says that you are born again and you are born again into a new family. You are made a new creation. The sin nature is dead and now you are alive in Christ. And it is Christ who now lives in you. That's all scripture. In case you think that's too good to be true, it's the word of God. It's the word of God. And so, we rejoice when I can jump I'm surprised I landed that. When I can jump over the speakers like this, even though I should be still hobbling around in a knee brace, we can rejoice and say, thank you, God, for that good gift. But most of all, I thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your sacrifice, for the gift of the fact that I get to know you. And you know, it's, it's his way that when we step out in faith, We get to know him more. And that it increases our faith for the next thing. And then we get to know him more. It's about knowing him. Because Jesus came and he went to the cross so that we might have what? Eternal life. Eternal life. And Jesus says as he's talking to the Father in his prayer in John 17 verse 3, he says this is eternal life. That they know you and the only one whom you sent. Eternal life. It's not just a time. It's not just a living forever. It's a quality of life. And this quality of life is found in knowing God. It's it's better. It's better than anything we could ever imagine. And so, I don't know, as as a lead pastor here, as, as your pastor, my heart and my prayer is that we are free to know that Jesus does amazing things. We're praying for first love revival. You know, I had a phrase pop in my head this morning. I want childlike revival too. Just like those kids stood up at the beginning, and they didn't worry about what people around them were doing, because it's just good. Have fun. When Jesus calls you to good things, don't don't worry. Be a child. We need childlike revival to step into all that he has for us. Maybe your heart has grown cynical or hard over years. Maybe you've seen legitimate abuses. Maybe somebody just told you about abuses and then hardened your heart. I'm just asking that you come to Jesus. How many times have I stood, not on this stage, in that stage, and just said, listen to Jesus, do what he says. If we do that, church, if we listen to Jesus and do what he says, there will be joy. There will be life. His kingdom will advance. And I 100% know that he will get all the glory. All the glory. Amen? I'm going to invite you to pray with me. Um, I'm going to invite you to be bold. If, If you desire in your heart... If you desire in your heart to be used of God for the kingdom of heaven, to be sent out wherever that, that, whatever that looks like, it it doesn't even have to look like radical life change. If you desire an increase of faith in your life and a filling of the Holy Spirit, I actually invite you to stand and I'm going to pray for us. Just so you know, I would be standing too because we're never done with this. You don't have to stand, that's okay, but I want to pray over us that the Lord would give us a childlike revival, a first love revival, that we would see him do amazing things, and that we would rejoice that our names are written in the book of life. So over each person here who is standing, I pray, Lord Jesus, by your powerful Holy Spirit, I pray for an increase of faith in the church at Pine Ridge and in anybody visiting here today. Lord, I pray for an increase of faith that you would pour out your Holy Spirit, that we would be childlike in believing that you do these things, that we would be humble like children, not thinking anything comes from us, but all glory to you. Lord Jesus, I pray that your church is on display and the power that you designed her to be. As it says in Ephesians, God, that it would be showing the manifold wisdom of God to even the heavenly places. So God, send out your church. Make us like children, not ashamed, Lord. I pray for words of knowledge, words of wisdom, Lord. Words of peace and encouragement over hearts, Lord. Lord, that we would walk in the fullness of what you have for us and having the grace for one another to do so. Free from fear, Lord. Free from fear. May fear be gone in the name of Jesus over this topic. We thank you and we praise you. We believe it to be true. Help us walk in it in the name of Jesus who has all authority in heaven and on earth, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. That's really it for today, uh, for this part. There's going to be food. There's going to be games and lots of hanging out. But I would have you, I would have you seek out if you need prayer for something, and the Lord's like, I should be praying about this because you haven't asked yet. Seek out myself, Tom and Debbie, Eldon. I see you standing there. Any other elders here? Anybody? Find someone to pray. You all have the Holy Spirit. Pray with one another. God bless you. Good to be back. Hang out for a while.